Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It is time to stop reading other people's success stories. You hear me say that every week. People always talk about their gifts and passion. Well, leave with your gifts. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. The interviews I bring to you on this show is for you. There are celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My guest is one of my all-time favorite friends, as well as entrepreneurs, is Chef Jannard Wells. He is, this year, he's the official host of Real Men Cook National Virtual Event Broadcasting Live on Father's Day from Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta, Georgia. This is their annual celebration of black fathers and featured dishes prepared by celebrity chefs, celebrity fathers, and everyday fathers. Chef Jannard recently won another national award for his cooking. TV show New Soul Kitchen on Clio TV at the Taste Awards. Chef Chenard is also a certified nutritionist and has been on a mission to improve his own health. So he figured out why not make his own line of supplements? We here. I got it all here, y'all. Look at it. All this paper is about him. When he come on my show, Chef Chenard well is selling. He is the he a pitch man too, y'all, by the way. Please welcome to Money Make Conversation, my good friend, the best chef that I know. Chef Jannard Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It's, you, you know, it's always a, a pleasure, man. I, I, so, well, stop I miss laughing. hanging out Well, stop you, laughing, then. Well, stop laughing. Uh, my producer, she go, could you clear up your desk? No. Yeah. No, I can't clear my desk because all this is about Chef Jannard Wells. <laughs> he ain't printed out everything, make sure I can, if I, just in case I can't read, he got it real big. Ain't enough for me to, I could have wrote it down like I know him. He want me to show you pictures. Look at it right there. Look at it. That's the, that's the gummy right there 30 gummies right there that's the body butter right there you know what I'm saying and then if you if you got brittle bone he got you covered there too right there healthy bone and heart support all this is about making your life better because you have lost weight as well and made your life made a conscious effort to improve the quality of your life as well correct Chef Janard Wells that is correct you know um, as we were going through the pandemic you know, I decided, hey, now that I'm home more, not traveling and filming as much as I originally was, now it's time to really just focus on me and use that time wisely. And I, I took that time really to to start riding bikes with the, with the children, walking on trails with the wife, and and just focusing on me and enriching in my enriching in my my better being in life because. What what's the purpose to become successful and then spend all your time and all your money up and trying to stay alive when I can change the narrative, you know, not just for myself, but just be a positive mindset for my family, because I got a lot of people depending on me, even the employees depending on me. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the key things that I saw that's really important that we tend to start chasing the American dream and we forget about the well-being of who who we are. And over the course of that journey, you know, I've, I've lost over 60 some pounds and still going, you know, it's it's not a uh, uh, instant result, but it's a lifestyle. And that's how I look at it. It's just as a lifestyle and a way of being and, and just making it a, 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 a habit to consciously control what I do. And, you know, even with New Soul Kitchen, um, my show on Clio TV, that's what it's about. It's about showing people how to take the food that we love and that we eat 
and modify for, for today's healthier lifestyle, except at the same time having some great stuff. Speaking of that, I know Rashawn's kitchen, man. You be throwing it down and, and, and keeping me hungry, man. So so you 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 making it hard for a brother over No, no, here. no, 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 man. You, you the one. I, I'm just an amateur. You a professional. Now, I've been seeing you on uh, Food Network, winning championships. See, this is what I can't do that you can do. I can't just go in the kitchen and somebody say, make it. I would like fake. <laughs> what happened to that black dude? Oh, he felt like because y'all asked him to do something on the spot. I got to <laughs> prep. I, you got to give me a recipe ahead of time. They don't do that on those contests. They tell you right then and there what you're supposed to make, correct? That That is correct. You know, when they, when they show you, and that's part of the adrenaline and whole excitement, when, when we're competing on those shows like Cutthroat Kitchen and all those different shows that I was competing on, you don't know what you're getting ready to make until they announce it right on camera. When they tell you you have 30 minutes to create this dish, that's 30 minutes in real time. Right. So you're really working on the fly. And I, I learned I learned to master that art. And one of the things was being a Mississippi boy, when they would when they would <laughs> challenge me and take different things from me, I didn't have a lot of cooking equipment growing up anyway. So it was normal. <laughs> you tell me I, I gotta make some, I gotta make some pasta, but I I, I can't use uh regular spaghetti. I, right. you know, I do how to get my my flour and, mm-hmm. and make my own pasta dough and things like that. They like, hey, you gotta you gotta make some meatballs, but you can't use ground beef. They, well, I look, guess what? I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna grab some mushrooms and some mm-hmm. things like that and form them into to little balls, and then come up with a cool story to tell the judge why you know <laughs> growing up this is all I had. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you something on the real. I remember because I come from a big family, Houston, Texas, six sisters, two brothers, and we didn't have. This is a true story about me and my life. We didn't have. All the dish, all the spoons and forks and knives. And so I swear to you, man, I ate with a spoon everything. You know, if it was a piece <laughs> of meat, I cut it with a spoon. And then when I was in college, man, my friends would look at me and I'd be up there just cutting that meat with that spoon. They go, Richard, what you doing? I go, I'm eating. They go, hey, man, there's a fork and a knife. I go, okay, and you can use that to cut your meat. I go, dude, I've been doing this all my life with a spoon. Because when you when you don't have it, then you make do with what you have, and so and that's what that's the mentality of what a lot of people don't do in the business world. They feel they got to have everything. They got to have the right the the temperature got to be right. The right amount of food has to be delivered. Sometimes it isn't. You have to make make do with what you have, and that's what I did in my life until later on. Now, you, of course, I use a knife and a fork because I I've grown up and realized that's the what the tool. But when I was growing up, brother. I grabbed the first spoon I got because if I didn't get the spoon, somebody else got it. So I held that. I washed my spoon with the spoon, with the spoon, with the bed with me. I kept my spoon because when cereal was being served, if you want to know, try to eat some cereal with a fork, you know that's my hard eating. Or try to drink cereal. I'm I almost sound like the spoon became an extension of your, Come on. one of your own hey, personal hey, family hey, members of your, your very own pet. Hey, hey, but that is so true. Mm-hmm. What, what, when you when you learn to master the art of whatever it is you're doing without, mm-hmm. when you do have, you can create so much more. And a lot of people don't even realize all of these things are just grooming us to of where we, we're stepping into. Like you was you were speaking about, you know, you have to have everything set up. And that was one of the things after I, after I finished college at, at actually I went to HBCU Russ College, but after I finished there and went to culinary arts school, one of the things that 
I paid all that money to go to culinary arts school was them to teach me one terminology, and that's me some plus. It's French for get everything in order. And a lot of people, when they watch watch me on my cooking show, New Soul Kitchen, or even watching you cook, what they'll learn is when we're starting off, we already have our ingredients already laid out. Mm-hmm. And that's what allows us to cook within a fraction of the time that we're cooking mm-hmm. in because just by pre-prepping, slicing and dicing, having everything laid out and ready mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. that saves a fraction of the time. And that's one of the things that I even teach people mm-hmm. when they're watching my show. I teach them and share with them how if you stop being a refrigerator and a pantry cook, mm-hmm. then you can create food a whole lot faster and you don't have to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. And what I mean when I say refrigerate and pantry cook, you know, we all been there. We, we're hungry, we want something to eat, we walk in the, ref- we walk in the kitchen and, and, and we just open up the refrigerator and whatever we pull out, we're pulling out this, we're pulling out that, and we start cooking and working from that way. You burn a lot of time. Determine what it is, what you want, get all your ingredients out, lay them in front of you, and then start cooking when you fire up your stove or your oven. And it cuts down on the time. And it also helps you be a lot more precise when you're preparing the dishes. I tell you, you know, when I look at what you do and, you know, if preparation is the key. Because if you look at any recipe, they'll tell you like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, an hour is the preparation time. The half is just the cook time. And Correct. so, so you know, because a lot of people, they, they really, you know, Put, if it says a quarter to a quarter teaspoon of salt, put the salt out there, okay? Or, or half a cup of milk, put the milk out there. And it, it was so easy once you accept the responsibility of prep. Prep is the key to successful baking and cooking. If you don't want to prep, then you're wasting your time. Get out the kitchen and keep <laughs> going to a, a, a Jack in the Box or someplace like that, fast food. You fast food friendly. That's what I call you, fast food friendly when you don't want to prep. Hey, that that is so true. And you know, a lot of people we that, that believe, especially our coach, we believe in that old school method. Well, look, I don't believe in measuring anything out. I cook the old school way. I just toss it in and toss it like, like our great-grandparents <laughs> and things did. The thing is, they were the originators of the recipes that we follow. Mm-hmm. But when you actually follow a recipe, that controls the consistency. Mm-hmm. Have you ever wondered when you go to that favorite restaurant why the food is spot on every time mm-hmm. and it's so good? Mm-hmm. It's because they're following that recipe. Mm-hmm. And if you want to create food in the comfort of your home, the home the same time, mm-hmm. you'll measure out those ingredients. Right. Now, you know you can... Now, you're the king of bacon, Rashawn. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to sauteing and cooking on top of the stove, you know, you, you can kind of fudge and play with it. Right. But when it comes to baking, <laughs> that's a chemistry. Those those, those ingredients got to be spot on because if those ingredients not spot on, you wonder why I made the cake and the cake <laughs> looks like a pancake instead of an actual actual pound cake that was oh, supposed oh, to rise. Put too much That's yeast in there. The freestyle or oh, 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 baking powder that's just flowing out the pan. Just just a little <laughs> ugly little monster in the in the oven going on frightening your kids, opening up yeah. smell your, your house on fire. But that's yeah. all part of of being a, a chef and being recognized as a superior talent because that's what you are, Chef Denarwell. You're on that. National TV shows, and you have to be there with celebrities, with anchors who've been there, done that, who've seen it. How do you deal with that? Being able, under pressure like that, because I got the I got the game, the con- contest shows on Food Network and cooking channels and things like that. But when you go on today's show, Good Morning America, a Tamron Hall show, or any other talk show that you've done in the past, how you deal with that on the spot pressure of delivering the goods? And, and, you know, one of the ways how I deal with that is it it took 
took years and times of training. People will watch me on those shows or any of the other Nova chefs, they're watching those shows and they'll say, oh man, it, it, it looks so easy. Yeah, I can go and do it and then they do it and they fumble because with those shows, we have to create a dish in three minutes because yes. typically that's the amount of time they give us on those on those shows. Today's show, uh, Good Morning America, you, know, you have anywhere from three to five minutes to create a whole dish that typically would take 30 to 45 mm -hmm. minutes to mm -hmm. make. Several things. First of all, because you have home court advantage, you always determine a recipe that you can control and that you master and that you know so you don't have a lot of talking fumbles. Mm -hmm. Second thing is, as we call it, the TV magic, meaning that you already have a finished product on hand mm -hmm. and you take the you take the viewer through the process of seeing you creating this dish mm -hmm. but you always know you're going to have that product to reveal at the end mm -hmm. and then you're going to taste it and describe it the second thing is is having your cooking chops lined up with your talking chops and see a lot of people like cooking chops talking chops yeah it's two parts to any cooking segment that you watch on tv Presenting the food and yes. talking about the food mm -hmm. and actually entertaining. See, people see cooking shows and they just think, oh, it's all about cooking. But you got to remember, it's a hard sell to sell somebody to want something or want to follow you through a camera lens because they can't smell it. They can't taste it. Yeah. But you got to be descriptive with it. And it just took years of work in that way that really taught me that. Now, the people who really honed in on teaching me that was when I did Food Network Star with Bobby Flay and Giada. And, you know, I walked away as the runner up on that. Mm -hmm. show, mm -hmm. but they've really taught me how to hone in on that skill and really just work hard at it. And then what I did when I got home, I just kept doing it over and over mm -hmm. because we have to practice to show ourselves, as we say, show thyself approved. And when I learned it and got it down to a science, it mm -hmm. led me to having my own show, which is New Soul Kitchen. And might I add, I don't know if you know, Rashawn, but I'm a producer on that show. So I'm also mm -hmm. playing a part in producing my own content for two of listening. the most amazing women of Powerhouse Productions. Listening, you probably say, Rashawn, I finally listen. That's what you should have said. Rashawn, I finally listened to you. I'm a producer yes. on New Soul Kitchen. And after yes. that, going to be executive producer. Okay? Because that's how yes. it really works because your talent, that it only works because of your talent. And so once talent get out of that Fear, you know, fear of asking, the fear of saying, or demanding in certain cases. You got to say, I, hey, I deserve this because of the fact that I'm writing, producing, I'm acting, I'm editing. I'm telling you all the right process. You know, if it doesn't, if I don't see it right, I'm selling the brand and all those things. And so New Soul Kitchen, let's bring up everybody up to speed because we got a lot to talk, like to talk about. It's early in the interview, but I want to make sure that everybody knows that's one of my favorite shows, New Soul Kitchen. Outside of the second favorite show that you do, is the best thing you ever ate. That boy. See, you got that, you got that finger licking good conversation. When you be talking sometimes, <laughs> Chef Janoy Wells on that show, I'll be like getting hungry. But let's talk about New Soul Kitchen before we go to the best thing you ever ate. Now, New, New Soul Kitchen, it's it's on Clio TV. And Clio TV is a is an African-American network for millennial women of color. Um but one of the things that we've pride ourselves in is become a thriving network with millions and millions of viewers. And they can you can watch the show nationwide. And then we've crawled, we've we've really crossed over cultures. So we have a very diverse culture that's watching. As a matter of fact, New Soul Kitchen is the number one show on the network. And it ultimately led to me 
pre- spinning off a new another show, which is New Soul Kitchen Remix. So I'm New Soul Kitchen, New Soul Kitchen Remix, and I show people how to create amazing meals in 15 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. And during that time frame, it's about vetting out the different products that they that they that they are shot for. And and I don't believe in as we say, cooking over cooking over people's head, you know, just to show them I know all the fancy ingredients and all the fancy words. I believe in reaching the people where they are. You know, if you're going to the grocery store and you're shopping, you, you're getting your standard stuff, you know, your cabbage, your collard greens, your sweet potatoes, your, your steak or your seafood, things like that. I'm not sending you to go get the, the foie gras and the stinkweed and all these other stuff where you got to go to the special shows. I'm talking to the people and showing them how to cook what the vast majority of Americans create. Right. And, and my ultimate mission with New Soul Kitchen is to show the world, even though we have the word soul in there, it's to show the world that the soul food diaspora of the food we create is not just soul food. It's American cuisine because it's the food that America's backbone was built off of. It was us even during the during the slavery times. It was us in the, in, in the big house and in the field houses cooking the food. So it was what America grew up off of and eat and love. That's why it's, it's so huge today. Wow. Now, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, you said, Rashawn, man, he fly me to L.A., man, and I'm going to do some episodes of uh, uh, Best Thing You Ever Ate. And you said, man, you started naming different places to go eat, like one place down in yep. Athens, Georgia. There was a place right there in Atlanta. And there was a, another place up in Tennessee. Tell us two of your favorite all-time Best Thing You Ever Ate locations and restaurants. Now, now I'm, I'm going to tell them about that. But first, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned what you said. That was one of the things that I have to I have to really say about you, Rashawn and Amara. If if the viewers don't know, Rashawn knows food. Rashawn <laughs> know how to find some great locations, some good, some, some good food. And, and, and those that have been following and, and, and have seen me multiple times on Money Making Conversations, they know they know that we've been rocking with each other for many years now. 2017. <laughs> 2017. Yes, 2017. indeed. Yes, indeed. Hey, I may be one of the longest run, running yes. guests on, on your show, Peter, on your show. <laughs> but some of some of the most amazing places that 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 I really love love eating at is it's one that's in um, in LA that's called Harold and Bells. It's a oh it's come a, on now, Harold and Bells. Come on now, off of Jefferson. <laughs> Yes, Jeff, you you, you little, already know. The little blue crab. Amazing food. Am- <laughs> Am- a- a- amazing family-owned restaurant that really specializes in the, the Cajun and Creole cuisine of Louisiana. So definitely if you're in Louisiana, you go to Louisiana, you want not Louisiana, LA. That's LA. where you're in LA. Mm-hmm. If you're in LA and you want to experience some amazing Louisiana cuisine, you have to make your way to Harold and Bell's. Harold and Bell's by far is, is probably one of the best ones. But now showing some love here in, in Atlanta, Georgia, I think one of my all-time favorite restaurants is C. Ellis. You know, I really love C. Ellis. C. Ellis is over at the Battery. Now, there's one particular dish that I think C. Ellis, because I always hone in and pick several dishes that I think is done well. C. Ellis does a, uh, creates a dish that's a barbecue shrimp dish. Mm-hmm. And it's not barbecue shrimp in the essence of what you think when you think about barbecue shrimp on the grill. They create a, a unique um, sauce that's made with Worcestershire. 
butter, and then they, they toss the shrimp in there with lemon juice with the head on. So, and, and they don't cook it in the skillet, <laughs> they bake it in the oven. Mm-hmm. So when you're baking it and you blend in all those spices together, the onions, the garlic, it allows that, that stock from the shrimp and the shrimp shell to really saturate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into the flavor and the salsa of, of the whole dish. And when they bring it out, you have all these beautiful, beautiful bite, bright pink shrimp that's covered, smothered in this creamy sauce and it's served with garlic toast. Man, that, that's one of the dishes I can keep going back and keep going back for. Um, so, and, and you know, I've been doing best things I ever ate for for actually quite a few few years now, going into the fifth season of doing that one. Mm-hmm. And best things I ever ate led me to another opportunity where I have a, a show that I contribute on that's on Oprah Winfrey's network because you know they have a nice they have a nice food platform now, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's called Own in the Kitchen. And the show that I do on Oprah Winfrey's network is called Food Fantasies. So if you hadn't seen Food Fantasies, you definitely have to check that out. I do a mean deep fried crab leg on there. Take them king crabs, batter them up. But first with the king crabs, Rashawn, you got you to gotta go ahead on and steam them so you can crack them out that shell. Then create a nice good tempura batter. Toss them in there with some Creole spices, fry them bad boys up, and you talking about some good eating. You want to go to sleep after eating that. See, see, they, see, he got me. See, I thought he going to let me off the hook. Then he went into that finger looking good. <laughs> Ooh, talk he got. Now, you got some business thing we got to talk about now. You got in business with, with your friends at uh, Dr. Scott and Contessa Metcalf over at Bravo's Married to Medicine, and you got a line. And I think I'm holding up that line in front of me right now. Tell me yes. about it. how did that come about? I know you know a lot of people. Why were they important to get into business with over at Bravo's television? A very successful show, Married to Medicine, Dr. Scott and Contessa Metcalf. Yes, and, and, and that's one of the things that says it all. Dr. Scott and Contessa Metcalf, um, husband and wife couple, two amazing doctors that continue to keep striving in, in their knowledge. They actually have a doctor's office that's over in Buckhead, um, integrative, um, integrative medicine. And one of the things, as I'm on, on my health journey of, of eating well, um, Scott and I, we, we, we created a, a, a YouTube show called uh, One Chef and a Doc. And, mm-hmm. and of course, me being the chef, I always want to go renegade off the plane. <laughs> and I got the doc over here advised me, hey, if you're going to cook this, won't you put this in here? Won't you use this to make it a little more healthier and exciting? Mm-hmm. And then I got contestants in my ear saying, chef, well, you know, it's okay to eat this. You can do this right here. <laughs> and they give me that amazing advice. But as being great friends, they've been amazing friends. We came together to create Hulk Dog Nutraceuticals. Mm-hmm. Hulk Dog Nutraceuticals is a, a vitamin and supplement line of company because we knew that it was in, not just important for us to have the right supplements and vitamins to put in our own body, but we want to share that with the world. So we partnered with a FDA-approved company that creates some of the most amazing vitamins for us. And we have everything from from turmeric and ginger gummies mm-hmm. all the way down to an amazing CBD line like the body butter. If you're extra, mm-hmm. exercising and you mm-hmm. want to make sure those joints are feeling good, mm-hmm. we have that. We have the the the, the uh, vitamin K, vitamin D for your joints mm-hmm. and your bones. Mm-hmm. We have elderberry. We also, as a matter of fact, it's, it's funny you mentioned it. We do have a testosterone line coming out, a collagen line coming out, and we have sleep well gummies because, hey, 
not only is it important to have an active lifestyle, but it's also important to have a, a healthy sleep, sleep style as well. And, and, and that's one of the things that you, Rashawn, do you still get up at 4.30 in the morning every Four morning? 4 o'clock. Don't cheat me, man. 4 a.m. <laughs> don't you cheat me. I'll reach across this, this camera and get you. Slap you upside the head. 4 o'clock, man. Talk to me, man. Testosterone. See, I want, I want to do one of Frank Thomas commercials. Y'all got to hire me. And you'll be happy, too. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, you, you definitely will. Because one of the things we'll learn, the older that we get, the lower our testosterone level drops. Mm -hmm. So it's key to having the right, right balance of testosterone. Now, testosterone has its benefits outside of just having that, that healthy boost of energy. <laughs> if you, if you want to kick if you want to kick that love life to the next level, ain't nothing wrong with having a little extra testosterone. <laughs> hey, look, you know I'm a father of nine, so I ain't complaining. I hope the miss ain't complaining neither. <laughs> I got a father of one. I got to catch up. I need some testosterone. Tea. I need the tea. I I need the tea. Tea. Trust me, if you getting up at four o'clock in the morning, trust me, I'm sure you got a lot of testosterone because it takes it takes a good one. The early bird do get the worm. <laughs> you know, uh, it's really great talking to you, man. But we gotta make sure we talk about one of the primary reasons why you're coming on the show. Father's Day weekend is coming up. You're going to be the host of Real Men Cook, the national virtual show. Celebrity chefs, celebrity cooks, celebrity fathers will be sharing meals. You'll be at Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta, Georgia. Talk about how that came about. Talk about the experience. I think it's going to be 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or, or I mean Central Standard Time, which will be 4 to 7 Eastern, I believe. So talk about that because I'm so excited for you because I really do love that, that uh, event and her son, and I think it's just fantastic. They've been doing it for over 32 years. Yes, uh, Real Men Cook has been going on for 32 years. It's an amazing event. I started out with Real Men Cook uh, roughly around 2000 and in three or so, because mm -hmm. I'm even though I have this heavy Southern accent, I'm originally a Chicago native. That's why I was born and raised before moving to the South. So even when I was living in the South, I would always travel back home to Chicago to participate in. And, and Yvette and Rael, you know, amazing, as well as Kofi, uh, the Moyo family, amazing family. And they've really just embraced me and, and saw saw the gift in me even at, at a young and early age. And, and, and I'm even, I'm still astonished at the fact that at one point I'm, I'm playing a part with Real Men Cooking, cooking alongside President Barack Obama. But of course, at the time he was Senator Obama. And, and who would have knew one day I could say, hey, I cooked alongside the president. Right. To even see that his favorite, his favorite dish at the time was shrimp, one of the things that he truly loved. Mm -hmm. um, but Real Men Cook, it celebrates fathers and it celebrates those that are father figures. And it's every it's every year on Father's Day. And they host it around, they host it around the world from Chicago to Atlanta and North Carolina, uh, so many amazing cities as well. This year, we'll be broadcasting live um, Real Men Cook from Centennial Park. So those that can't come out and stream with us, that can't come out and actually hang in person, I have some amazing chefs that's going to be doing some live cooking demos, giving us some amazing food samples. We're going to have a host of food trucks out sharing their cuisine as well. I'm going to be streaming live on all of the Real Men Cook platforms as well. I'll also be doing a live stream on Clio, Clio TV's Instagram page. So we're going to make sure that we get the word out because one of the things is being a father, 
and an African-American father, I understand how it's key that we continue to lead by example and show our young men and our young women that are coming up behind us how important it is to have those dads in your life. And if you don't have that biological dad, the, the person that's filling in that gap in the neighborhood, in the community, in your home as a dad to show that appreciation and show how we give love. Because I want to break that, that stigmatism right. of people thinking thinking that uh, the African-American family is the, the father is the absentee father in the house. It's not a, it, it, and it's not always the case. We're there and we want to be heard and we want the world to see us. And that's why it's so important that Real Men Cook and Real Men Charities has came along and they've been paving the forefront for the past 32 years of being that beacon of light to continue to help show that because if they didn't, who would? And I and you know, and I was truly honored when Yvette, a very good friend of mine, mm -hmm. reached out to me and wanted me to help lead the charge with it, you know, because I've been supporting it for years. So to even give to show me the respect and honor that we would like you to play a bigger role with us this year mm -hmm. and be the official host, that really said a lot. And this and it's truly an important, important place to be right now in my career in life. Well, first of all, congratulations. Uh I truly uh Hearing this opportunity, I know as a father, father of nine, a beautiful wife, a, fa a home that's stabilized with two, as two parents who are still at the home, existing, coexisting, communicating. And Father's Day does have a, a negative stigma when it comes to black fathers. You know, the, the, the statements, whether they're true or not. It tends to believe that the black woman is the is the reason, is the structure. You don't hear that in white households. That you know, the, the white woman is the leader of the pack. Without the white woman, leading the family, there's no family dynamic. Well, you hear that in the black family as to shows, as it may seem that men are just kicked to the curb. And that's not true. We have a place, we deliver, we're consistently there doing our part. And with you being the host of Real Men, he is the official host. Let me get it out there, y'all. Chef Janard Wells, make sure you give me that banner because you know I'll post for you. <laughs> yes. I will post for you. So give me one to post up on Sunday. That Sunday morning, I want to post a banner about you hosting Real Men Cook National Virtual Event Broadcasting Live on Father's Day from Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta, Georgia. The one and only, straight out of Mississippi, HBCU grad, <laughs> Chef Jannard Wells. And by the way, the testosterone's are coming. The testosterone's are coming. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Chef, for coming on the show, man. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. You know that, my brother. All right, we talk soon, okay? If you want to hear any or see any of my money-making conversations interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm with Sean McDonald. I am your host. <laughs>